Welcome to Essentially You, the podcast designed to help you build a meaningful career and satisfying life through applied positive psychology and coaching. Together, we'll gain clarity, strengthen our mindsets, examine our thinking, and find the freedom to thrive. Welcome to the show. Lao Tzu said, a leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. And in this episode, let's talk about selfless leadership. I was recently coaching with a friend the other day who was discouraged as he found himself doing work he didn't love because, well, he effectively shaped a team around him who is now doing that work. (laughs) And I might add, at a world-class level. Now, in this moment, the leader felt confused as to how this happened. You see, his team was thriving and receiving all the rewards of his constant commitment to their growth. In this moment, to him though, it felt like his only work was cleanup garbage work, the work nobody wants to do or everybody is ignoring. I thought to myself, now this is leadership. When you begin to become the best in your field, you're soon called to be more. But something happens as you begin to multiply your talents to those around you, your role changes, and you find out that what brought you to the top won't keep you there. This is when all leaders discover that true leadership is not easy. If done correctly, we become the best at making others the best and often become overlooked in the process once our students fully excel into their strengths. Leadership at that point becomes less about job performance individually and more about relationships collectively and helping others to stay in the game. It's really hard, yet it's an essential part of every organization's progress. It seems to me that the best leaders are always working themselves out of a job. It may sound counterintuitive, but the reality is that this is an essential component of effective leadership. When it comes to leadership, the goal should be to empower and equip each other and your teams to become independent and self-sufficient and not maintain a, a, a position of power control over them. The primary role of a leader is to guide, to motivate, and to empower their team to achieve success. And by working yourself out of a job, We demonstrate that we have faith in our teams and are willing to relinquish control. Well, the best are willing to relinquish control. See, they become so confident in their team's ability to perform without their direct oversight that anything becomes possible, and they let it. When a leader arrives at this point, we're often given a golden ticket to discover what we're most passionate about and redefine our career around that. This also gives us time to think more strategically and get out of the day-to-day operations. However, the point of this leadership inflection and the point that's the hardest is for those who have a profound pride in their work and have been noted as one of the best in their fields. I, I say that because those who are the best in their fields and are highly noted, and I work with a lot of them, this is one of the largest leadership challenges felt. It contributes to a lot of emotions, and many more experience what my friend is experiencing rather than being overjoyed with this evolution. Here is why leadership is not a title or position, but a responsibility. You see, it's a role that requires courage, resilience, and empathy. To be a leader means to set an example, 
to inspire others. It means to make a decision that are beneficial to the greater good and by all means to think like critically. Leadership also comes with its own set of pains. It means taking responsibility for the failures of the team of the organization while others take responsibility for the success. It means being willing to make difficult decisions in the face of a lot of criticism. And it means putting the needs of others before our own. It means being willing to take risks constantly to strive for growth and improvement. Leadership, to me, is about being humble and recognizing the power of collaboration or the power of we. It's about learning from mistakes and understanding that, well, failure is a part of progress. It's about creating an environment where everyone can reach their full potential and feel valued. Leadership is not easy. It is essential. With courage and dedication, we can create a better future for ourselves, our teams, and our community. Leadership is one of the most demanding, stressful, and yet rewarding roles any individual can take on. It seems that the higher you go in an organization, the more isolated you become. And as a leader, you may be the only one with the ultimate decision-making power, and this can make it really difficult to find people to confide in or connect with on a personal level. So when I'm asked, why is it lonely at the top? My answer is simple, because leadership is a high-pressure job that can bring a lot of stress, isolation, and loneliness. It can be difficult to make decisions that are not in the best inter- or that are in the best interest of your team or organization, and it can be tough to stay motivated and focus on the goals of the organization when you don't have anyone to turn to for advice or support. The good news is, however, <laughs> that there are things you can do as a leader to stay happy, engaged, and lonely. First, it's important to remember to take time for yourself and to stay connected with your family and friends. When you've arrived at this part of your leadership inflection, it's necessary to dedicate equal time to building relationships or reinforcing past relationships than you do cranking out your work. Second, it's important to make sure that you have time for personal growth and development. It's through personal growth that we will keep ourselves feeling energized and motivated and that ultimately will help us feel more confident in our day-to-day work. Third, it's important to stay connected to your team. As they shine, don't assume they need you any less. They need you even more. As how else will they prepare someday to rise and go through the same evolution of leadership you might be experiencing? As a leader, it's important to take time to stay close to the people who work for you, to understand their needs and wants, and to provide them with the support and guidance they need to stay and hang in there till everyone feels fully heard. This can help create a sense of connection and camaraderie that can help lower tension and stress and make the workplace happier and more productive environment. Now, big pause. It's okay that your team needs you less. It's okay that your team needs you less. They still need you, leader. Finally, it's important to find an outside source of support. This can be a mentor or a coach or even a therapist. Talk to someone on a regular basis because this can help offer you clarity and perspective and give you a safe place to express feelings. It's important to remember you're not alone. There are others who have felt the bitter sting of great influence and leadership. People like Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, Queen Victoria, and Rosa Parks. They were all brilliant in their own ways, but they had a few things in common. At one point in their journey, they felt isolated and misunderstood. Probably felt like they were taking out the garbage. 
For example, Abraham Lincoln, who was a strong leader of the United States through the Civil War, despite his success, he was often seen as a solitary figure, often feeling isolated and alone in his decisions. His political opponents spread lies and misinformation about him, making him one of the most lonely figures in history. The good news was, he was spot on right. How about Winston Churchill, the great British leader during World War II? His strength and determination helped Britain survive the war. He was lauded for his leadership. I mean, he was awesome. But Churchill felt misunderstood, and he felt alone. He was often criticized for his decision, and his political opponents attacked him big time. They even ridiculed him for his choice of cigars. How rude. Queen Victoria, who was the longest-serving monarch in British history, she was an inspirational leader and a loving mother, but she was often lonely and misunderstood. During her time, it was rare for a woman to have any power or influence, let alone rule a nation. Despite her accomplishments, Victoria was often subject to criticism and gossip. And then Rosa Parks, the mother of the civil rights movement. She was a brave and determined leader who fought for social justice, but her actions were often met with hostility and resistance. She was a strong and independent woman, but she was also lonely and a misunderstood figure in the face of racism and discrimination. Despite the loneliness and misunderstanding they each experienced during their lifetimes, the legacy of these leaders lives on. Their courage and determination help shape the world we live in today, and so will yours. Their stories continue to inspire generations to come. And so will yours. Now here's the really important point. As you mature in your leadership, you'll notice that this evolution is repeated throughout a career. Great leaders don't stop, but understand that teams change and organizational goals change. And when that happens, you'll be called on to do it again and again, to grow the next generation of leaders into action. At one point in the evolution of all our careers, especially as leaders, our relationships will become the key to the future and our ability to guide others and lead well. That's why it's important for all of us to invest in ourselves, connect with each other, and remember that our ultimate success is the change we leave in the world because we were humble enough to lead. And now it's your turn to thrive in life. If you've liked what you've learned, please remember to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. I'd really appreciate it. And if you have any questions about building your career and the many benefits of coaching, contact me by visiting markmathia.com. And until next week, I'm cheering for you. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.